0: Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today our guest on the podcast is Professor Christina Walters. Professor Walters is an assistant professor of exercise science and the director for the exercise science program at Grace College. She hails from Angola, Indiana, where she was a three-sport athlete in high school. Professor Walters continued her athletic career at Indiana Wesleyan University, where she was an all-conference softball player. After earning her bachelor's degree, she went on to earn an MS in athletic training from Ohio University. And before moving into her current role as a professor at Grace, she was an athletic trainer for the Lancers. Christy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Drew.
0: Okay, so the only um, letters I mentioned in your bio were the MS, the Masters of Science. Yep. Um, but you have a bunch of other letters after your <laughs> name that I don't know what they mean. So you have um, L-A-T and F-M-S. What yep. Do th- what do those mean?
1: So L-A-T is Licensed Athletic Trainer. So that means that I'm licensed in the state of Indiana so I can practice as
0: an trainer. I thought athletic maybe trainer. it meant like strong lats or <laughs> right, something like exactly, that. Right, exactly,
1: okay. exactly, L-A-T. Um, and then FMS is I'm a certified functional movement specialist. And then I actually have another credential because I'm also a certified functional strength coach. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, I've taken a couple trainings over the years to pursue this direction of functional movement and um, the... It's really a progressive movement. People are are shifting their focus from what they would have called traditional exercise to a functional-based
0: training. What does that mean, functional-based training or functional movement?
1: Excellent question. So uh, if you think about your life and the activities that you do, why don't we, or even sports for that matter, why don't we train the way we actually participate? So we're basing it on function. So like if I'm going to... I'm going to jump, for example, I need to be training my squat to reflect the same movement as that jump. Or I need to do core exercises that are functional. So meaning that that core exercise is not laying on my back, training my core, but no, I'm going to be kind of standing upright and asking my body to maintain core stability Mm. while I'm moving um, or moving a weight maybe across my body and saying, hey, provide that stability core. Um, While I do this movement, which is so much of what athletics gotcha, because we
0: don't do sit ups when we are playing basketball. Correct. Uh, We do some twisting movements, you know, while we're pivoting or whatever it is. Exactly. Are there any good functional movements for when I take the chip from the bag to my mouth Mm -hmm. most evenings, or is that is that not in the? I think there was a
1: commercial about finger push-ups. <laughs> there you go. That's what I need. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that'll help I'll you. be working on that one tonight. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So when did you first become interested in this world of exercise science? Wow.
1: That goes back to when I was in high school, actually, or just before I went to high school. Um, and I ended up having a labral tear to my shoulder. Mm. And... You know, that kind of wrecks your world when you're. Everything when it comes to sports, yeah. Yep. I was about 14, going to be 15. I was headed into, going to probably be on varsity for every sport I was going into and uh, ended up, couldn't, couldn't, like my shoulder was dislocated. So then I had to go through rehab and then eventually had to have surgery to repair my labrum. Well, this kind of ends up being some of my personal story too, because if I would not have. had that experience, I probably would not have gone to a youth conference during the winter break and totally dedicated my life to wow. serving God. So I look at that time as like now I look back at that time and I'm like, wow, Lord, you like got a hold of me in the best way possible. You removed my desire to be, you know, an all star athlete and replaced it with a desire to be an all star Christian. Hmm. And then even as a result of that, I learned how to work. I had to reestablish how to throw, how to shoot, how to hit a volleyball, and then I still ended up being a, a you know successful athlete and moving on to a college experience. But my faith was real. It was deeper. It was established and rooted, and not in anything of this world. Hmm. You know, so it that ends up being like the climax of to me, of like that moment where you come to know Christ. But in that process, I was exposed to physical therapy, exercise, recovery, injury, all of the things that go along with that from a personal experience. So then when I went to college, I was like, what do I want to do? And I talked to um, my advisor, who was Adam Thompson at the time, and he he was like, I think you'd like athletic training. I think you would like this. And so I, you know, of course— Go to a first class, and I was like, "I love this." What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like, you're talking, you're, you're discovering that injuries can be healed, and then how to diagnose them, how to work with them. Um, working with athletes is always fun, you know. They, they, you just when you're an athlete and you work with athletes, you just have like this common bond. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, yeah, it kind of started there, and then I knew at the end of my uh, undergrad, I wasn't done with school, so I applied to grad school. I went to um, Ohio University for two years, which they had a one-year program, two-year program, so I did a thesis on top of, um, I worked as an athletic trainer at the same time as going to school, mm.
0: and then it was a good experience. Wow. Yeah. So you said in uh, high school you were a, a three-sport athlete. Yep,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Volleyball? Basketball, softball. Okay, so all three oh, yeah. of those, wow. And then when you went on to uh, college, mm-hmm. uh, softball was, was the one that you yeah. <laughs> you focused on? Then was yep. that your primary sport?
1: Well, I did. I loved. We had a really good basketball team um, when I was growing up, and then so I always thought I'd go to play basketball. But my one of my uh, coaches said, "Hey, you need to realize you're really good at softball," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," <laughs> you know. I, but I mean, I just enjoyed it. I loved it, and uh, I, I think I just understood the game really well. So then. Um, you know, I got recruited, and I found a place that I felt very much like the way I feel Grace is right now. Um, I felt like, wow, there is a lot of people like me, and I can play at the next level and grow in Christ and have an education. Hmm. And so I was like, that's a good fit for me.
0: That's awesome. Like, what position?
1: Um, I well, I was a shortstop and a pitcher, okay. but then. In college, if in order to make the lineup, you have to hit and play wherever the coach puts you. <laughs> that's right. So I became an outfielder and then I landed in right field and I loved it. It was so much fun. Awesome. Yeah. Wow.
0: But it was good. And then uh, Ohio University uh, with the Bobcats. Right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's good. Yeah, all right. I'm trying yeah. to think of my, uh, my mascot. Mascots <laughs> there. Um, and then you moved uh, into athletic training as a yep. career yep. to start with. Was Grace the first place you landed after Ohio University, or, or nope. did you? Okay.
1: I ended up in Indianapolis. I worked for a company called Methodist Sports Medicine, and then I worked at Avon High School. So, that like, I was uh, contracted to Avon High School, which is, like, the yeah, largest, that's a big one. Yeah. largest school in Indiana. You're like, oh, my word. So that was an adjustment. I had never lived in Indy, although I was an Indiana native. But, um, yeah, so I learned about that, and then I actually – Wasn't planning on coming to Grace, but I got a phone call from a local physical therapist, Tom Johnson.
0: Oh, sure. Yep. I mean, Clint Johnson's dad, for those who uh, (laughs) know Clint Dog.
1: Yep. And uh, one of my friends from undergrad had turned down the position and recommended me for it. So he called me, and I... I was blown away by that, and I thought, wow, the Lord is really calling me to this place if they call me. (laughs) So I ended up uh, interviewing, and um, I saw the opportunity to lead a program that really needed someone to step in and contribute to the success of the athletes. And I was pretty excited because the first year I joined a men's basketball team won conference. And so I, I told Coach K, I was like, you know it's because I got your guys back out <laughs> that's there. Right, yeah. That's right. It was a tease. I mean, they did all the work. But I, I really had a good time working with our sports programs. And, and we established a culture of um, for athletic training. Like, a lot of people didn't know how to utilize the trainer. They didn't understand, like, you come and you you can get help. And, and, and then we can also guide you into the next phase of help. And so I – pretty much started a program because I was the first full-time athletic trainer that they had had oh wow okay and I ended up doing the job by myself there was supposed to be another person but he left and then I was by myself so I was carrying the load of all these sports teams oh my it was a lot eventually they got me another person to help and um, but yeah we started help I started just working with our athletes you know an ankle sprain sometimes can take like a week recovery or can take three weeks recovery. Sure. But somebody has to mentor you through that process. And a college kid often doesn't know what to do. I mean, not everybody majors in the human body and, sure. and understanding why injuries happen and how you um, how you treat them. So mm-hmm. just, just helping in little ways makes a big difference in recovery.
0: So it sounds like you kind of expanded the role from just, hey, I tape your ankles. Yep. To um, let me educate you um, right. on, you know, whether it's injury prevention or or quicker recovery or, yep. you know, hey, you have a particular movement that tends yep. to create, you know, problems for you. Let's think about how we can train differently. I mean, is that kind of what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, you like got expand it. it. OK.
1: Yeah. And at that time, we didn't have a strength coach either. So I helped step in and say to some of our coaches, hey, you know, we need to be doing some exercises this way. And you you nailed it with the movement analysis of like, hey, this movement's causing, probably causing this tendonitis. Sure. And let's recover in that way. So, I mean, it was a journey. So I did that job for four years. um, And then I just felt like, you know, I wasn't sure what I, did I want to stay? Did I want to continue? I mean, I was really wrestling with what do I want to do? I was pretty tired because I had done that job a couple of years by myself, um, but then Dr. Daryl Johnson asked me, hey, would you be interested in applying for this program director position for exercise science? And I said, oh, you're going to open up a program. And so, you know, I, I, I looked at it and I thought, well, there's a lot more you can be doing with this program. <laughs> so naturally, I was like intrigued and I love puzzles and problems. And so I'm like, let's solve the problem. And sure enough, I I consulted my family. I said, what do you think? Should I apply for this? And um, they were like, yeah, go for it. Let God, let God shut the door. So sure enough, I apply. And they were like, well, we like your ideas. Would you like to do this? (laughs) Oh, man. So then I make this transition to leading this program and looking heavily at the curriculum and trying to plan out what's the best path for our students. And um, how do we develop them into the kind of professionals that go and be successful in the workplace? And exercise science, to me, is very hard for people to understand. You know, they don't. You don't think of exercise science and think, "Oh yeah, I got. I, I know what that mm-hmm. is." Different than like surgeon, okay? Yeah, you got that. <laughs> That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Or, um, so. So, my goal was to figure out how do I help kids take because basically exercise science is you're laying a foundation you're giving them all these types of of information and knowledge to grow into a professional that they choose the track. The way I describe it is we have an umbrella and we have lots of different careers under the umbrella, and you have to figure out which one do you want to grab onto and chase after
0: hmm. So you uh, a couple of things I picked up there is, is one, you're you're a builder, it sounds yeah. like. You know, come in, build the athletic training program. Mm-hmm. So you kinda like that, like uh, let me yeah. give me a box of of nuts and screws and bolts and I'll figure out how to build something. Mm-hmm. Um uh, just tell me a little bit about the transition from being a doer, like mm-hmm. working with the athletes and, and actually doing, to becoming a teacher and and mentor. Um, and, and what you, you know, have liked about um, that transition from doing to teaching.
1: Well, to be honest, I really miss the doing. <laughs> I really miss the hands-on um, clinical aspect of meeting with students who are in a moment that, that you could um, almost change their life. Because mm. cause they're, uh, when, when injury happens to a person, believe it or not, they wrestle with their identity. And they 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 go down to the depths of like who am I, because I was a basketball player and now I can't play, and so you get to be the person that kind of walks them through that moment and say okay we're gonna work on this and that's you know like wow we're gonna get you back and but in the process let's and that's the advantage of being a Christian too is you get to walk with them during that I really I think it's a spiritual moment um, and say hey let's let's check. Check where is our identity? Yeah, is it in the Lord? Is it in your occupation, your career, your what you know, whatever you're choosing? Um, so I missed that that time with them. I really missed that mentorship. Um, but the thing is, is that the way that I learned and the way I grew in my profession, I was primed to be a person that says, "Okay, everybody, we're in a classroom now. So let's talk through." these experiences that I've had, and let's see these objectives of learning, understand why they're important. Hmm. And now you're gonna have to learn components of the body and evaluation or assessment and um, even prescription because we prescribe exercise a lot. And how do you prescribe that? And how do you treat your patient? And so now I'm kind of looking at a a lens where, all right, how do I build somebody into being a good caregiver? Hmm. So that's how I see that like mixing, I couldn't have been a good teacher if I wasn't a caregiver first. And so I've just used that and used my stories. I, yeah. My students laugh all the time. They're like, you have a story for every injury that we go over. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I do.
0: <laughs> I either experienced it or I yes. helped somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, something I'm not sure I would have put together beforehand, but it was just just really profound is that, yeah, when an athlete has an injury, you're getting to the core of their identity, mm-hmm. which really gets them to like. Um, you can sell our exercise pro science program, which I want you to do here in a second. Yeah. Um. But start with the biblical foundation part because that sounds like there's a there's a strong biblical integration. I mean, this isn't just um, counseling for their ankle and fixing that problem. It's it's about the soul uh, part as well. So talk about kind of the biblical foundations of your program and then you know 17 year old walks into your office and says i think i'm interested in exercise science you know i hurt my shoulder when i was 14 and so Mm -hmm. and sell them on the the program
1: okay so i've thought a lot about what it means to be a caregiver um and caregiving can look like a lot of different things. But if you're going to be a professional in an environment, let's say you're going to be a physical therapist or you're going to be an exercise physiologist, um, even a personal trainer. What you're what you're doing is you're providing a service to another person. And a, um, there's this combination of biblical truth that you provide. Like truth means like I tell you the truth, but I do it in love. I do it in um, respect and I communicate, and I guess like, this is a tough question because the spiritual side is hard to to unearth um, in you. Because I do this because I love people and I want them to experience the way God intended their body to move and the way, and we know that the body can heal because God knows how to heal people, but it's not always going to look like a miracle. So if we do what we we understand, that God gave us knowledge, he gave us information, and now i I. I provide this service to another person. We're caring for them. We're respecting mm-hmm. them. We're loving them. And when I don't give what I have, then I'm not being faithful. And, and I have some of this knowledge, so I'm like, I got to be faithful at yeah. sharing this and, yeah. and and helping others realize. Okay, there are times when you have to have hard conversations with people and say your lifestyle is not reflecting your belief. Hmm. And we, it's it's appropriate for us to discuss that because. I'm here to help you, not here to shame you, not here to hold you accountable. You know, like, I mean, I will hold you accountable, but not to like say, okay, you have to do this and show me the evidence. Yes. You know, yes. like it, it has to come from a place of shepherding. And I really think that's the key word is we're shepherding people just the way God shepherds us. He knows mm. our names. He knows what we're up to. And um, he tries to lead us to where we need to be. Wow. And that's where I feel like that's my goal in the program. And um, if you, so, all right, if you're gonna come in and talk with me, I'm gonna say, well, well what drew you to exercise science? And most of the time, I'm like, well, I've had an experience. And I'm like, okay, well, that experience has shaped you. How do you wanna become a person that shapes others? Hmm. And, be, and is the person that, that says, I'm competent to know how to help you in your moments of great need. Because in our moments of great need, we're vulnerable, we're scared, we don't know what to do, and we need someone to guide us. And that's where I'm like, okay, the more that I work at knowing what's the right evidence-based practice, what's the right um, special test, or what's the right exercise to prescribe to this person, the more I pour into their life. And it also opens an opportunity to say, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Help me understand who you are. And hopefully, you notice in me that I'm different than the rest of the world. Hmm. And then, I mean, it's just a chain of chain of events like that. Yeah, yep, yep. We end up becoming the light to, of the world because we're serving God and we're serving these people.
0: And you are life on life. When I think of times when I've had physical therapy yep. or whatever, it's like you spend a lot of time with that person. Yes, you do. Um, mm-hmm. and so just kind of naturally, you begin to share your your life, and, and I love how you just beautifully described the, the shepherding mm-hmm. of um, your customers or your clients that you're working with. Um, so students come into your program, give us a, a few of the, the stats um, that come with the Exercise Science program at Grace. How many students do you have? What's your space You know, look like? Where's it at on campus? Um, kind of orient us to that, okay. and then and then outcomes. Where do your students? Um, where are they headed? Where are they going after they graduate from Grace?
1: Yeah. All right. So I had to look some of this up, <laughs> but uh, we have about sixty students right now. That's amazing. That, yeah. What,
0: uh, the program started in
1: six years ago. Six years. Wow. We had about twelve. Wow. wow. Yeah. And that was like we had twelve. I hope. I think. <laughs> um, and. Uh, um, we have three or well two different concentrations we have a third that's coming and so we have a health and wellness concentration um and then we have a pre-physical therapy concentration so we we have a lot of students come in that are interested in hands-on learning because that's what i try to push us towards hands-on lab-based learning i mean it's exactly what you think someone who is ready to work with someone a human (laughs) yeah let's try this um and uh, I have students any, – any career paths uh, from physical therapy, occupational therapy, chiropractic, um, cardiac rehab, personal training, strength coach, coach, health wellness coach, um, lifestyle manager. I mean, I'm probably missing some. There's a lot, like I said. And, um, well – Sorry, help me. Your space, my space. So, yes yeah, tell us Thank about you. like your locate where yeah. you, where
0: are you at on campus and what do you have?
1: Yeah, we're in the Gordon um, Health and Wellness Center, and we have a great space. Actually, our my administration has been wonderful to me, and uh, we and some great donors. Oh yes, come oh, alongside which phenomenal is phenomenal yeah, donors. Yep. Because I'll tell you, we started with zero equipment. <laughs> zero. Here's a weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had nothing. So um, now we have two labs uh, that are dedicated to x science. And so I have, I, I kind of term them the scientific lab and then our functional uh, studio. And the functional studio looks just like a gym, um, That it's mocked up after there's turf, there's a weight training area, there's all kinds of boxes that you can jump on. Mm-hmm. and Pull-up bars. Um, so I try to design it as a modern space. And then our other uh, scientific lab has a lot of palpation tables, and um, we have more sophisticated equipment.
0: You have uh, what's your some of your newest equipment? That yeah, we
1: using? got a VO2 max, um, and uh, we can so we basically we can hook you up to a mask, and we can measure how much oxygen you're consuming during exercise, or carbon dioxide that you're producing, and then um, we can even put a ECG on you and look at basically so how fit are you you know and that's always a good question the students <laughs> always volunteer to do that um and many people on campus actually come up to really, me and say hey we should uh, we should do this um and but it's really it's a good time um we also I I'm in exercise cardiology right now and we have two uh ECGs that are dedicated for that which is a good experience and we just did a lab the other day and the students were amazed whoa we did this this is cool um yeah so that's uh that's pretty much our space i'm a program of one (laughs) one (laughs) professor um but we get a lot done and um i do have two new uh con like new things on the docket can i talk about sure
0: hey it's up to you for sure
1: so i i was noticing that we have a lot of interest in uh, nutrition. And so I've been working on developing some uh, a concentration for fitness and nutrition because oh, believe yeah. it or not, I have about 50, 50, 50% of the students come in and they want to go on to graduate school. Um, and then the other half are like, I'm not really interested in graduate school, but I like fitness. And so I wanted to have this happy uh, medium of uh, or options. Yeah, sure. And so nutrition has been a huge topic in our world. And so then I've been working on, I'm in the proposal process of uh, working on this fitness and nutrition concentration um, and then a nutrition minor, adding that as an option as well.
0: That's awesome. And that's that's been something um, that's been emphasized at Grace. You've, I mean, for a long time, science has been yeah. significant, sending folks off to medical school, etc. But, but even more growing programs, your program's one, we mm-hmm. have a a new program with medical imaging that's yeah. happening and and looking to add more health and wellness and science majors because that's what our world needs. And as you said, it's a great way for us to serve people um, mm-hmm. in their time of greatest need, whether it's an injury or an illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're serving a physical need, but you're also serving a spiritual need. Those things are intertwined. And oh, yes. sometimes we try to think of them separately um but they are not uh and that's a great thing you get to teach your students so so you said 60 ish majors okay yeah um and that I mean that's just amazing that the program has grown so much would you say a a number of your majors are also athletes or do you see quite a wide range
1: yeah I I I mean we have athletes we have non-athletes I mean everybody's truly an athlete that's oh there we go Uh, yes
0: but um it's good to know i'm an athlete yeah <laughs> I kind of feel, you know <laughs> um
1: yeah i i see a lot of we have a lot of athletes that are interested but then there's plenty of people that are i want to be a physical therapist i want to be an occupational therapist chiropractor and they've decided that their education is priority over um playing a sport at that moment sure and i totally understand that yeah uh, yep. i balanced that schedule and it's tough yeah it's tough
0: well, let me ask you a couple of uh, questions personally that maybe you can help me out and people can listen hmm. in hmm. and uh, hear your advice and, and maybe it'll help them as well. So um, I uh, you know, have a family, three kids, job, you know, life's busy, right? Yeah. So I've, I, I try to carve out about three times a week to work out. Uh, for 45 minutes, it's probably not enough, but it's like what I have available. Yeah. So if I'm exercising three times a week for 45 minutes, what would you say are the optimal things I should focus on um, in that, those short windows I have to exercise?
1: Yeah, I would immediately, I think you should have something that, that um, challenges your heart. So you need to do some kind of cardio, and cardio can look like a lot of different things. Lately, I've really been challenging people to do what's fun hmm. to them. Don't 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 think you have to just be on a treadmill. Do something that's fun. Go shoot hoops. Go run up and down a court. Like challenge yourself. I've been yourself. doing mountain biking. Yes. So that, yeah. Yeah. Do something that you enjoy, because why should exercise be punishment?
0: Hmm.
1: It shouldn't. So let's let's enjoy what we're doing and in that way you're like wow look what I accomplished it's really you know instead there's nothing wrong with treadmill running like sometimes when it's you know nine degrees outside <laughs> you really need to do the inside um, I also think though on mountain biking you're not going to get as much um, strength training as far as like you need to feel uh, you need to do a little strength training and you need to work on your movement because you're in a fixed position in that way um, you're always on your bike. You're usually in one or two positions, either standing or right. Right. You're seated while biking heavily. Yeah. 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 So you're really in a flexed position. Like your hips are flexed, which is so similar to sitting and you might end up with some hip flexor pain. And that's just because we're a sitting. I have so- had like hip pain yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. So we, we are a sitting society now because we spend all our time at computers and um we, so we really need to be actually kind of training the other side and working on okay how am i standing i could do a lot with you basically i'm really excited <laughs> now cuz i'm thinking about how the do things i, help I should you. be working on Yeah and you need to do core we can do core work every day but we shouldn't do core work that's on our back So
0: tell us uh like when i think core i think sit ups but i know it's more than that right. so what what is the core
1: Oh man okay so imagine a canister Okay, a coffee canister. Yeah. All right, It's has a bottom, has a top, and the lid is movable. Well, the lid of the canister there is your diaphragm. And then the bottom is like the pelvic floor, and that's usually pretty stable. Um, but then we have our back, and then our obliques, and then part of the muscle, like our lats are even in our back area. And so we basically have this sealed canister, but if you're weak in an area, you basically have a hole in that area of the canister and stuff energy spills out of that. So our job in core training is to try to make sure that canister is sealed and that then when I go to do an activity, I don't have energy loss or spillage out. Hmm. And it, it comes out in movement, believe it or not. It comes out in you can't squat, right, or you can't lunge, and your push-up is bad. And and when I say bad push-up, it's literally like you are you can't brace well enough to support yourself during a push-up. To do
0: a proper push-up yeah. in the correct position because right. something is not – strong. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then our activities that encourage proper core health are going to be things like planks, push-ups. They they really do. Like, well, we can modify some of them and progress you back into um, a healthy core. Now, I like a good, um they kind of call it a wood chop or a lift. And, mm. and so you're in a lunge and then you're basically using like either a kettlebell, a ball, or a band. And you're you're in a lunge and you're crossing your body and trying not to make... Make gotcha. these like you know uh, adjustments, wavy adjustments with your body, and you're just trying to learn how to get yourself in a position to hold that stable. Now that cross movement is like running. Mm-hmm. When we run, we're in that yeah. alternating flow of legs and arms, so that is really valuable. Now you're on a mountain bike, but you still need that because <laughs> you're going to teeter back and forth on those two wheels.
0: Sure, and and I think sometimes the temptation for probably anybody but guys especially is like how much can I lift rather than like you just said like work on that stability part Mm -hmm. um I've never had the problem of how much can I lift so (laughs) that's not a temptation for me um all right another question I I'm I'm getting to that point um where I can just like feel I'm not as agile okay uh like I'm I'm my I can run Okay, straight, but I start going side to side. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my kids, I can beat my kids in a race going straight. This is for me, it's all about my kids. Yes. Like how long can I beat them in stuff? Yep. Um, I can beat them in a race going straight, but we start going in circles like around the house. Yeah. My five year old, I c I can't like make the turns the way they do. Um, so like as I get older, what are some things I need to do to help with I don't know if you'd call that functional movement or just being able to stay flexible, change directions, beat my kids in races around the house, essentially. Do
1: you stretch at all?
0: I do, yes. Uh, Maybe I don't do it correctly, though. So what would stretching look like if I do that five minutes a day?
1: Well, let me ask you this. Can you touch your toes? Let's see.
0: Let's see if I can do a... Okay, so no, that, I can't.
1: That's a negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's a problem, Ooh. right there. Okay. So that Ooh. would reflect to me that you have um, that. No wonder you're not experiencing some agility. <laughs> you don't have full range of motion of your hips, and okay. and I'm like, well, that's one area that we could attack right away. Now, it's not uncommon in guys to be tight in the hamstrings, um, and it's not uncommon for them to have um, a need for stretching their glutes. Also, they get really tight in the hips, and I think that basically is where your problem is. I bet you we could um, really give you some pain uh, <laughs> if we tried some of these. Some good pain. Some right? good, yeah, yeah, good pain, good pain.
0: That's what I need. Yeah,
1: um, and I so practice practicing a movement actually helps a movement. So if you're saying that I can't do some of these agile movements, yeah. how are we practicing those? And um so even just a plyometric or a speed ladder would be an easy way for us to work on that quickness because a speed ladder doesn't have to be forwards. It can, it can be, side, be to side. side to side. We or, or I know this is interesting, but I've been watching a lot of fitness um posts lately and some of them are just creating these obstacle courses for um, older folks. Now, you're not an old, old folk.
0: I feel like I'm getting there, though, but, yes. Yeah,
1: you know. And, and one of the things is that they just set up a um, some planks that you, like, uh, I probably don't know some of these terms in the fitness world, but there's like a, a plank that you can set up, and then they, it's literally just an inch off the ground, hmm. and you wouldn't believe how much that challenges your core and your agility.
0: To be able to walk across yeah, that plank. Yeah, you have plank, to walk or... this
1: plank and walk in these angles and um, try really hard to um, or you do it backwards or you do it to the sideways and, and it's just opening up the, it's really the, the neuro, neuromuscular system that we're dealing with there.
0: Okay. That's we're, good. Well, we, I'm, we're geeking out. After over here. this, I'm going to be getting some, uh, some actual written down things. Because yeah, again, beating my kids in in basketball and <laughs> races right. is, priority. is priority of my health goals right now. Okay. Uh, last personal question. So um, I struggle with all the big three sleep, nutrition, you know, yeah. uh, working out. Um, at least I hear those are the big three. There may be more to sure. it than that. But, uh, so, you know, uh, of those, um, from your expert opinion, which would be the one to like try to tackle first? Um, uh, as far as, you know, I don't, I don't know about most important, but yeah. you know, if I'm struggling in those three areas, what would you say? Hey, work on this one. Um, and then, and then we'll move to the next one.
1: I would probably say sleep. Okay. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of new science coming out about sleep. Oh yes. Like, well, just the if you even just missing an hour of sleep can really wreck some of your brain waves. (laughs) Like, it can really disturb your energy and your ability. And so then, obviously, your workout will probably not be as good. And then your nutrition choices will probably not be as good. Usually at about nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Um, But then there's a lot of evidence, too, that says if you make some good nutritional choices, your sleep improves. And some, I mean, I actually, some people follow this method of after 7 o'clock, they don't eat anything. And they're like, I sleep a lot better.
0: Yeah. That is true for me, if I can discipline myself to do that.
1: Right. But sometimes, you know, you're on the go and your family is, you don't eat till 8. You know, okay. You know, you don't want to not eat. But yeah, so I would focus on the sleep. There's a, you're you're right. The science coming out on that is huge lately and more research needs to be done. Yeah. You yeah. know?
0: Which means you should come to Grace and get in the ah, exercise there go. science yeah. program and we'll go talk about learn it. more. So <laughs> um all right, if somebody's interested in the program, uh they're an alum, they're a prospective student and they, they want to hear more or reach out to you, what's the best way to uh find you and find the program?
1: I believe you can find me on the Grace website.
0: Just go there and search yeah. your name probably. And yeah, it'll just pop search right my up. name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, which I've done, and I think your email pops up. So yeah. if people want to reach out to you and ask a question or come oh, yeah. check out the new space, um, mm-hmm. would uh, welcome them to do so. And I just want to say thank you. You've done a wonderful job building this program. Thanks. Uh, it's, it's, it's become uh, one of, if not the fastest program we've had in the last six years wow. and just amazing to see the growth and the impact and, and the way that you do it um, with the right mindset um, mm. of, of building into students spiritually um, as well as teaching them the, the functional things they need to know to be successful. So thank you for joining us on the podcast and for teaching us a little bit about exercise science. Thanks
1: for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: And thank you for all of you for listening to the Grace Story podcast. Music was written and produced by Dr. Wally Brath, Assistant Professor of Worship Arts at Grace College. And thanks to our co-producers, Andrew Palladino and Rick Neer. If you could do us a huge favor and rate and comment, share this podcast wherever you retrieved it from, we would be so grateful. Until next time, live your best Grace Story today.